I'm Michelle, certified personal trainer and certified nutrition coach. And I'm Marissa, and I'm a certified nutrition coach and group fitness instructor. And this is the Strong and Simple Podcast. We're tackling the latest fads, trends, and hot topics in the nutrition, wellness, and fitness industries using science and conversation to bust myths and give you the information you need to navigate the bullshit. Tune in for your twice a week truth bombs every Tuesday and Friday. All right, everybody, this is Michelle from the Strong and Simple Podcast, and I am really excited today to bring to you a super special guest that I think you are just going to fall in love with right away, Um, Amandine Ayala, who is the CEO and founder and tea alchemist of Bloom et Moi, and of course, my French is not spectacular, so I probably butchered the pronunciation of that, however... It is literally my favorite tea. I have a nice cup of the summer blend here with me today uh, for this recording. Marissa is on vacation, so it's just me and Amandine today. Welcome, Amandine, to the podcast. Excited to have you here today. Um, Excited to talk to you about hemp, about tea, all the things. So welcome. Thank you so much, Michelle. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. So why don't we start with a little bit about who you are, what you do, um, how you got here, um, and we'll go from there. Sure. So I'm Amandine. As you mentioned, I'm a tea alchemist and founder and CEO of Blue Mémoire. I'm also an animal lover, crazy cat lady, as a lot of people might call me. Uh, I'm originally from Nice in France. And I started my business in Amsterdam where I lived for seven years. Um, so Blue Mémoire is actually half Dutch and half French. The Bloom part spelt B-L-O-E-M means flower in Dutch. And then Emoire means enemy in French. So it was a bit of a wink to my French roots and the Dutch no nonsense that I wanted to take into my company. I just moved to Spain, um, where I want to live for the foreseeable future. And my big vision is to really have a big property in the countryside, grow my own herbs, keep creating my teas. I have a line of luxury hemp Mm -hmm. teas to help busy people to create more time and space for self-care, to elevate their self-care with a touch of luxury. Um, and to rescue all the animals possible, basically. That's the that's the big dream. And how I got here, yes. well, I have to go back a few years when I quit my job, um, my corporate job back in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. I could feel my third burnout coming on, and I decided that that wasn't life. There must be better out there. And I had been a career woman, a workaholic my entire life, you know, always looking for the next promotion, the next raise, um, looking for that external validation that as a salesperson came in that way, you know, a big check Mm -hmm. at the end of the quarter if you did your job well. And when I quit my job, it was really complicated for me to keep going after always working for that 
for those external factors, not having anybody to care if I got out of bed um, in the morning, nobody was there to tell me off or yeah, nobody cared if I get, if mm -hmm. I got to work. And I realized that missing these opportunities for external validation, I really struggled to do that for myself. I got quite depressed and long story short, after a few months of exploring different things and getting the right support, I started blending teas and I started mm. with Respire, or the version at the time of Respire, which is my stress relief, anxiety relief blend with lavender and vervain, makes me feel like home in the south of France. And I created that for me. And I realized mm. that it wasn't only a beautiful creative outlet, it also really helped, you know, and pairing that intention to put myself first, to create a sacred pocket of time for me, together with the properties of plants was really, really powerful. Um, and that's pretty much how Blooming was born. I started sharing all my teas with people and everyone around me said, oh, I love it. And also I can't sleep and, you know, I have this problem and this problem. And mm. that's how, that's how Blooming was born. And, and now I do a lot of bespoke blends as well, because there's so much we can do with tea. Um, and I love to pair tea with business because a blend can say so much about your business mm. and there's something I, I absolutely love to do. So that's me. I really love, I love that origin story about, you know, you were finding an outlet for yourself and then finding how it really helped you, um, to feel less stressed, to feel less anxious. Right. Um, and to have even, and I love that blend, the Respire blend, um, as well as the Nui blend. Those are my two favorites. Um, but what, what are some of the signs of burnout or feeling burnt out? Like what, in case people listening are kind of like, I feel like maybe I might be burnt out or maybe I'm overthinking it. So it's interesting. This is a very good question because I've experienced burnt out very differently throughout my life. And more recently I realized that I was burnt out in my business over the summer. And I didn't realize for months because it showed up in a very different way as it did when I worked in corporate. When I had a job, I never stopped, you know, I never said no. Mm. So even though I could feel something wasn't right, I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. The great thing about running your own business is that you can listen and take action accordingly. And this is something I've gotten much better in the past couple of years or five years since I've been in business is listening to my body. And since I could feel a lot of signs and I just took a step back in my business, I was a lot less visible. I was still running it, um, in the background, but I made sure that I gave myself 
everything that I needed and whether that was, you know, extra sleep, ridiculous amount of sleep. So again, not throwing my face everywhere, mm. taking less client work, um, and taking a step back for a few months. But it's only recently that I realized it was probably burnout because I had lost complete energy, motivation and drive for the things that I knew that I loved. Um, and that made me think, mm. okay, that happens to all of us, but for six months that felt like it was a long period. You know, we all have ups and downs, but usually we can get through it. That's my experience anyway. And so I'd say it's not always obvious when you're in it, you know, um, cause it's, I think there's a lot of blame that we put on ourselves. Like, Oh, why am I not able to do this? I was doing that just a couple of weeks ago. Why am I not able to be more productive? Why am I not able to do these simple tasks? Um, and once we let go of that, we can identify it, but it's a lot easier said than done. And for me, it was only when I allowed myself to accept that, that I was able to slowly rebuild. Um, and it's not necessarily overworking. I think we think that burnout is always work overworking. It was for me in the past, but it's also when you say yes to things that are not aligned anymore, or you feel like everything depends on you, which happens a lot in business as solopreneurs. Mm. It feels like if anything happens to me, or if I'm not a hundred percent, then everything's going to fall apart. And for me, it can also show up as paralysis. So not necessarily doing too much, but also doing nothing. Mm. So it's like, it feels like anything I'm going to do has the potential to go terribly wrong. And therefore I'm just, you know, holding my breath kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. So it's, I think, I feel like it's not, um, yeah exact science everybody's different and it's all about listening to your body and and seeing what's going on for you there yeah i think you know especially as women we do feel a certain pressure to do all the things and do all the things really well um run a household have a business work or be work in a business maybe have a full-time job and a side hustle, right? And it's this expectation that we should be able to do. And I'm not, I'm not saying that it's not, um, if we're looking at gender roles, it's not the same, like men don't have pressure, but I feel like there's a different level of pressure for women to do good at housekeeping type stuff and work type stuff. Um, Absolutely. Which sometimes taking care of a household is a full-time job in itself, right? Mm. Um, and then comes those feelings of guilt and anxiety about not doing things well. And I have definitely experienced um, that overwhelm paralysis of, you know, there's just so many things to do. I don't know where to get started. So I'm just gonna, I, I have to just do nothing because um, I don't know where to go. So. I definitely can relate to that 
for sure. Yeah, and I think that traditionally women are nurturers, right? And that's because that's the way we've been conditioned to take Mm. care of everyone around us. So I definitely can put other people before myself and their feelings, etc., and making sure that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not rocking the boat and stuff and all that adds up and it's so much pressure because you can never please everyone and that you end up again, not necessarily doing all the things, but in your head, all the things that you feel like you should be doing can run you down. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. For sure. So when you started blending teas, what is, what is, how did you even discover that that was something to try doing? Um, because first of all, your blends are so incredible. Um, but when you first started, was it just more intuitive, like picking out things that might go together or what was your kind of learning curve for learning how to create these tea blends? Thank you. First of all, um, it was a lot of intuition and I'd say that probably the thing that first inspired me was reading the book, big magic by Liz Gilbert, which is not about tea blending, but it's about creativity and how really, I really recommend it. I think it really changed my life. Um, how creativity comes in any forms, right? I used to actually say, out loud to people, I'm not a creative person. That just makes me laugh so much now because it's like, okay, that is the craziest thing. I'm, I'm definitely a creative person. And in fact, in her book, she argues that everybody's a creative person. There's no such thing as a non-creative person. And you might be showing your creativity in a non-traditional way or what we think of creativity as, and it's not just art and in the conventional sense. Um, And it encouraged me to explore different things, different creative things. And I've always had a very strong connection with nature. Um, I've always drank herbal tea. As a child, my mom was my whole life, you know, she'd pick up some herbs in the garden and make us some herbal teas. But before I started blending myself, I never really put an intention behind it. I just drank it because it was delicious and warm and I loved it, but I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm doing something Mm. really special for myself, or I have this intention to heal, which was what happened when I started blending teas. And I don't, yeah, it just came to me and I thought, oh, maybe that can be my creative thing. And then... It was really delicious and people loved it and it just felt like the right thing. And it took a few months, you know, for me to start a business out of it. Absolutely. It wasn't just like, oh my God, I'm going to do this Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm not traditionally trained as a herbalist. And although that's something that I want to do down the line, I haven't needed that because of my approach is different. Um, I've worked with herbalists a lot and been lucky to take on their knowledge and I've read a lot and done a lot of research and 
again, consumed so many herbal teas myself, but a lot of my work comes from intuition. I genuinely can't explain it. Um, okay. I'll just feel a call to certain herbs and there's so much out there, you know, mother Earth for that is amazing. Is that let's say you have one thing you want to look at, there's going to be, okay, not a million herbs, obviously, but there's going to be a few things out there that can help that. <laughs> My job is kind of marrying it with the right other herbs because I'm not going to be short of options. Mm -hmm. It's a case of, you know, making it go well together. And for some reason, I just feel, I just know. And I always say my teas, they're not really mine. They are like channeled. And Liz Gilbert says that in her mm. book, actually, you know, that we get these ideas. It comes from a higher power. It comes from source and we're just the vessels. And for her, it's books, right? And for okay. me, it's tea blends. So yeah that's um i love that yeah it so the tea blending really is your creativity and you have like the universe as a muse coming through and just kind of guiding you and finding the right alignment of herbs which is incredible yeah. and of course there's a lot of you know trial yeah. and error and drinking a lot of tea but it's usually pretty straightforward. Um, even when I do that for clients for bespoke okay. tea blends to represent mm. their business, it's usually I really get it on the button. And I, I love that. I love that so much. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about the bespoke tea blends? I want to hear more about how sure. you work with other business owners to really capture that um, essence of their business in tea. Yes. So I love my line of luxury hemp teas, but I really see the individual in everyone and in every business. And I absolutely love working with entrepreneurs and women entrepreneurs in particular. Um, and I believe that tea is self-care. So for me to be able to support businesses with tea just felt like the dream, right? And how I do that yeah. is through a really deep dive into their brand and their audience, because ultimately that tea is going to be for their clients, right? And it's all about how they want them to feel. So will it's important for me to understand the brand personality, values and I'll take all of that information, including how they want their clients to feel, how they envision them having the tea. And I translate that into a tea blend that's completely unique, customized and personalized for their business. And then they will use it for different reason. It could be a welcome gift. It could be something you have at your retreat mm. or in your retreat goodie bag, or you're serving at an event. Um, it doesn't have to be a business blend. It could be an event, right? The essence of your events in a tea blend and mm. people can sip on it. Um, it could be something to have during your VIP days, something to send before at the, or after a program or project. It's just the possibilities are endless. 
And I think it takes your business, your branding, your events to really the next level to show that level of detail and luxury that you wanted to infuse in mm. the whole thing. I think it really elevates your client's experience. And I just love, you know, working with business owners and helping them do that. I love that so much. I love that idea of really capturing the personality or the essence of an event or the personality of a brand or the entrepreneur that we're trying to then give as a gift to the folks that are working with us or we want are hoping to capture that feeling of what the event takeaways are supposed to be. Um, and that idea that a tea blend can really there can be a million different personalities of tea blends, right? Yes, absolutely. And it's the thing with the tea is that it can be an extension of the work that you do. So I'll give you a very concrete example. Uh, let's say you're hosting a retreat, right? And you have these teas or this, your blend there, you're using it for, um, well, for your participants can use it, or you might use it as part of a tea ceremony, which I also do, or as part of a specific meditation or something that brings people together even more. And then you mm. gift one of these blends to each of the participants. It means that they can get home and tune back into that feeling at the retreat. It's, it's, yeah. an, it's an anchor, right? It's takes you back in time. Um, it's also a tool for connection. Let's say you have a online program, for example, and everybody has received a gift box and it includes that specific blend. When you get on a call and you can give people's instruction, you know, grab a cup of tea, you might have a candle, for example, and mm. knowing that everybody has that common um, denominator and you're all sipping on the same blend and have the same candle. I'm just giving an example, writing in the same notebook. I feel like that creates, you know, yeah. a thread and connects people even further. It brings a different level yeah. to that connection, especially when you are online and you may, it can be hard to feel connected. Um, it really bring it like humanizes um, and almost brings a virtual event to three dimensions, um, which I think is just lovely. Exactly. Exactly. Now I know that um, many of the teas that I have um, enjoyed from you are also include like CBD or hemp in them. Um, first, can you kind of tell us, um, the different, like what hemp is, what CBD is, and then how this can incorporate into a self-care practice. Sure. So hemp is the plant, right? And hemp is part of the cannabis, larger cannabis family. Um, and hemp is that version of cannabis that is low in THC, THC being the compound or cannabinoid that gets you high. So in order to be called hemp, you will need to have a um, THC content below a certain percentage. 
It varies depending on the country. In the US is 0.3%. In Europe, most European countries is 0.2%. Um, but oh. hemp is really part of the cannabis family. It's just to be legal, which hemp is in these countries I mentioned, mm. um, you need that THC content to be lesser than that, like almost zero, basically, so that it doesn't okay. get you high at all. Um, so that's hemp. Okay. And CBD is a compound of the hemp, just like THC okay. in those THC cannabis strains. So CBD is a cannabinoid or part of the part of the plant and CBD specifically has a lot of mm -hmm. properties, therapeutic properties and hemp contains CBD. Now there's different types of hemp, just like there's lots of different types of cannabis. So the CBD content will vary in different plants, but um, I use hemp like just the plant organic. I don't use added CBD, but the hemp plant naturally contains CBD. So that's the difference. So if you're having, if you're having CBD oil, for example, the CBD, no. CBD has been extracted from the plant to be put into a carrier oil, um, and to have the specific concentration that you want. Um, but it has been extracted from mm -hmm. hemp. If you're having a hemp tea blend like mine, it will contain the whole plant leaves and flowers and, and it, the CBD will be still in the plant. It won't have been extracted. That makes sense. And what are some of the, the properties of hemp and CBD that are beneficial for us? There's honestly loads, 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 but, um, hemp is a strong ant antioxidant. Oh, and I'll just do a little disclaimer that, um, mm. You know, this is for information purposes only. We're not allowed to make medical claims. Um, yeah. And, you know, hemp is not a cure or this is not meant to diagnose or anything, but lots of research is available online. I will just list a few of the known benefits and why people go to hemp and CBD. So it's a strong antioxidant, cannabis is in general, actually, um, meaning that it helps prevent the effect of oxidative stress, stress that's caused from external factors such as work or an oxidative stress creates inflammation. Um, so we, mm. we all know this and just like green tea contains antioxidants, hemp cannabis does. So that's one of the things and that has many benefits, right? Can help with inflammation. Um, it helps, it's a neuroprotector. So it helps with the brain cells connections, um, antioxidants is, you know, great for the brain anyway. It's also got stress and anxiety relief properties can help with digestion, mm. um, sleep. There's many other benefits, but I will say that there's a lot of available research online and hemp and cannabis more generally really contributes to the overall health and maintaining a certain balance in the body. Mm. Now, do you want me to get a little bit technical or not? 
Oh, I would love that. <laughs> okay. Yes, I would love so, that. We all have an, what we call an endocannabinoid system. Everyone has it. All mammals have it. Some um, fishes as well have it. It's a system oh. in the body that's been discovered quite recently, right? It's not even taught in all med school, but it's out there. It's confirmed. It's scientific. It's been, I think, 40 years now. Um, so it's quite recent. And We've discovered that scientists discovered that thanks to cannabis and studying cannabis. Why? Because in the cannabis plant, and when I use the term cannabis, by the way, I'm referring to the whole family. So that includes hemp and THC versions, right? But the whole cannabis family, the whole cannabis plant contains a system that is very similar to our endocannabinoid system. And that's why we call it endocannabinoid. It means internal cannabinoid system. And the cannabis version is called phytocannabinoid, which means the cannabinoid system of the plant. And thanks to studies on the plant, scientists were able to identify the system in our body. And that endocannabinoid system, or ECS for short, is basically responsible to keep the balance in the body. So it has an effect on the nervous system, digestive system, reproductive system, um, all the systems basically that you can think of. And its job is to say something's wrong over there. Let me kind of balance it out. So it's got a really, really big job basically. And in order to maintain this whole system, the body absorbs cannabinoids and that can be endocannabinoids come from the body or phytocannabinoids. So like CBD, like THC, there's lots of others that are less known, CBG, CBN, and more studies are coming, but these cannabinoids will oh. catch on to receptors all around our body for women all of these receptors, well, not all, but most of these receptors are concentrated in the womb area. So that's why hemp, oh yeah, I didn't mention these, but for women's health, it can be wonderful. So I have endometriosis, for example, and CBD has been really helpful for that. So these receptors, these cannabinoids will catch on these receptors and help the endocannabinoid system to function in the way that it's meant to. So really it's supposed to be a preventive thing, right? Just like with antioxidants, it's not when you get sick that having um, supplements is gonna cure you. It's all about maintaining mm -hmm. this um, overall balance in the body and hemp can absolutely help with that. So I love um, every time I get a shipment of tea from you, there's like little directions on how to make it a full sensory experience. Can you kind of describe for us how it's not just like throwing back a, we're not just like gulping back a cup of tea, right? Like what, what would this full sensory experience look like and how is that so beneficial for us for self-care? That's a great question. Thank you for asking that because it's really, it's a really important part of why I created this teas. Um, again, I said like tea is delicious. It's warm. It's lovely. Um, 
but with the right intention, it can be so much more. Tea is self-care, right? And tea is a tool mm -hmm. and I'm going to describe the whole kind of ritual thing, but that applies to anything really, right? Anything you want to put that intention of putting yourself first, of creating a special time for you. Um, and I think that tea, because it's such a multi-sensorial tool, it works perfectly for that. So you can make a cup of tea, sit at your computer and start typing your email and like sip mindlessly, or you can turn off your phone um, or put it away, close your laptop and make that time really special from the time you put your water on, you select your herbs. This is why I put my teas in glass jars, right? Because you can see them from the second you pick them up, your body will tell you something, right? You will, you can smell them. Then you'll make your, your cup or your teapot, you'll pour the water, you enjoy the warmth with your hands, you smell the aromas, you wait because there's also that waiting thing with the tea, right? And the goal here is not to be like, oh my God, it's too hot. Let me put it aside and go clean the house. No, the way that I designed it is for you to sit there and breathe and remember that you're important, that you matter, that this time is just for you and you know, finally you will sip on your tea and taste it and feel it, but it's, it's about the journey really and the whole experience and you can really make that count. And I try to pass that on. So I'm really happy that you felt that when you got my teas, because for me, that's really important. I also do tea, like mindful tea ceremonies mm -hmm. to really pass that on, you know, and it can be a really sacred time. And while it can be a ceremony once in a while, it's really easy to just create a ritual, that 20 minute afternoon tea where you consciously take a break and create a sacred pocket of time just for you because that's self-care and that will lead to mm -hmm. better decisions in your life and your business, better relationships because you might be less short with your kid with your partner later and also you'll just feel worthy because it's luxurious to take yeah. time like that for yourself and do something that you love and pick something that's you know special and i feel like tea is the perfect perfect reminder to do this I think that's so beautiful and it touches on, you know, it kind of intersects with what a lot of the work I do with folks in fitness and in nutrition where carving out that time for yourself um, and been doing a lot of talk with people. It's the holidays. People feel like they're pulled in a million different directions and building that consistency practice that doesn't need to be perfect, that is meant to kind of ebb and flow with the seasons of our life, but finding even that five to 10 minutes that you can take for yourself to reconnect, to reset, to allow yourself and 
you nailed it on the head. Like time is a luxury for many of us that um, we often feel like we, especially to take it for ourselves um, and having that reminder of the importance to do that because we deserve that and because it makes us better in our other relationships. It makes us better, most importantly, in our relationship with ourselves, but then also how we treat ourselves then helps impact how we treat other people. Um, so I love that so much. Yeah, I totally agree. And I always say self-care leads to self-love and that leads to a better world. And it's true. Like if we all loved ourselves more, the world would be a better place. And working with mm. business owners, I know that when we have our cup full, we're making a bigger impact and we're changing the world. And so tea is changing the world, you know, just like what you're doing when you're putting that intention to listen to your body and give it what it needs. That has a huge ripple effect. For sure. It really does. And I almost feel like that whole process of turning, turning the water on and then enjoying the aroma and the look of the tea and your teas are so beautiful, right? And it is a, it's a moment for meditation. It is a form of meditation, right? And oftentimes yeah. we think about meditation as being this like very serious, like clearing of the mind, but meditation can also be the invitation of focused thought, right? Um, and tea definitely allows us to focus in and kind of just like turn inwards for a few moments, even if it's just a few moments. And that few minutes of calming ourselves, calming our nervous systems has such great and vast impact on our overall well-being. So how, what is the best, where would you recommend folks start if they were going to go to your website and pick a tea? Where, what would you, how would, there's so many different options, right? So how would you recommend that they start to figure out their first venture into tea, particularly with your teas? So I have two tips for that. Firstly, I have a blend per season. So on top of the always there line, right? That's not a great way to say it, but you know what I mean? Um, there's a seasonal <laughs> tea blend that is really designed for that particular season and to support your body's need at that time of year, right? Hiver, which is winter, the winter blend just went mm. back on the website today, actually. And that's going Ooh. to, you know, really support your body at this time of slowing down and also a time that can be stressful, you know, getting with family and also where you might eat a lot. So it supports your digestion and your stress levels and your immune system. And it tastes delicious and spicy and it's just so holiday mm. and warm and cozy. So I'd say that's the first option. Check out the seasonal 
blend that's happening at the time. Oh, and just a side note, I have some really fun bundles coming up with the seasonal stuff that's about to release. So that's a great holiday Yay. Um, gift for yourself or a loved one. And otherwise, head to the website and click on the quiz at the top. There's a little banner. It's a self-care quiz oh. that will tell you exactly what you need the most right now for your self-care with some tips and the corresponding tea blend. So if you're not sure, just go take the quiz um, or go for the seasonal blend or both because um, they'll okay. probably combine really, really well if you're looking for a bit of a selection. Awesome. I'm going to go take the quiz and I'm definitely yes. going to order the winter seasonal blend. Um, this is like, I'm down to the, the, almost the bottom of the summer blend and it has been, I mean, it's so pretty. <laughs> I love the um, summer blend. But I'm excited for like that. Oh, it's so good, but I'm really excited for the spicy, cozy, um, holiday-ish feeling blend. So I'm going to go order that today for myself. <laughs> um, so speaking of, how can folks find you and kind of follow along with the work that you do? And okay, so the best is to head to the website, bluememoir.com. Um, I am also on social media. You can find us on Instagram, at bluememoir. But following my burnout that I explained about this, this summer, I'm a lot less on social media. So if you take the quiz, you'll be joining our email list, or there's a pop-up that gives you 10% mm. off on your first order where you can join because that's where it's all happening. Um, I just mentioned this fun bundle, right? For the seasonal, um, blends and that's available to the online community only. I'm only doing sales with the online community, all the updates, all the juicy stuff is happening on the email. So my recommendation okay. is take the quiz or fill in the pop-up when you head to the website and you'll be kept in the loop for everything going forward. And of course you can unsubscribe at any time if it's not your cup of tea. Fabulous. Um, yeah, I always recommend that folks jump on fa their favorite creators, authors, artists, um, businesses, email lists. Even if you don't open them all, it at least gives you, that's the best way to stay in contact with somebody. I mean, Instagram, as we're seeing with Twitter, right? Instagram could be gone. Um, tomorrow and then, yes. you know, trying to scramble to find, reconnect with people. So I was going to say, I think it's even more the case for hemp CBD cannabis businesses. Like I know so many accounts that got mm. shut down with no notice while they're doing something completely legal. Um, so the email list is just a, a safer place and also for us business owners to share. Well, for me, that's how I feel anyway. It feels like a much more safe place. And I know you're on my list, for example, and a lot of my clients are on my list or people who are there and they, because they chose to be there and they support me. And, mm. you know, they know the behind the scenes, unlike 
social media does, let's say. So I absolutely agree with you. Email list, I think, is the place to be. Yeah, I think the email list creates a little bit of a more intimate sort of connection with folks that you are wanting to connect with or support, right? Um, yes. And that's usually exactly. where folks send the best information, right? Yes. Leave the people with anything today. What would be your biggest piece of advice or recommendation or guidance when it comes to self-care and or tea? My tip would be to make sure that you take out some time every day for yourself. So with the tea, I always say 20 minutes, 30 minutes, it could be an hour, but I know that we're all busy. So 20 minutes feels doable. And it can be with tea when the whole mini ritual that I mentioned and this whole mindful experience, but it doesn't mm. have to be. If you're listening to this, and you're not a tea person, you can take 20 minutes out for you with coffee, with coloring, with anything that makes you feel nourished, you know, so listen to your body, what does it need? Um, and do that, you know, in 20 minutes, you have no excuse, but I feel like those 20 minutes can really change things. You know, they can turn your day around and with consistency, that's just, it's just huge, you know, you know, sending yourself and the universe, this message that you matter and you're worth this time mm. is so, so important. So that would be my number one tip. And during those 20 minutes, it's just for you. It's not for your kid. It's not for your partner. It's not for your pet. It's just for you. That's the whole point. Otherwise it'd be, you know, too easy. So just for you, 20 minutes make a luxurious cup of tea or whatever, whatever fills you your cup. If I may say in the same way. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes. So everybody who's listening, I'm going to link all of Amandine's uh, and Boumemois information in the show notes. So make sure you go and take that self-care quiz um, and jump on that email list and most importantly, find time to fill your cup, hopefully with some boom et moi tea and make some time for yourself as much as possible so that you can really refill that cup. So thank you so much for being here today, sharing some sciencey stuff with us, as well as that nourishing piece. Um, always love talking and learning from you. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. This has been an episode of the Strong and Simple podcast. If you'd like to learn more about any of the topics we've discussed or about any of our guests, please make sure that you visit us on Instagram at Strong and Simple Podcast. And if there's ever any topics, questions, concerns, anything that you would like to suggest to us, please feel free to email us at strongandsimplepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. content of this podcast represents the views and opinions of Michelle Farrell, Marissa Zabo, and their guests, and is not intended to be individualized advice or recommendations. 
Nothing in this episode is to be construed as medical advice or to substitute for individualized fitness or nutrition advice. Always consult with the appropriate professional for your own needs. We, Michelle Farrell and Marissa Zabo of the Strong and Simple podcast, reside on Pawtucket land. We acknowledge the land and the Pawtucket people, as well as the land and the people of the many Native nations of whom the land belongs. To respect and honor them and their land, as well as to be mindful of the harm colonialism has and continues to do on the Indigenous people of the United States and the world. This land acknowledgement is our commitment to support Indigenous peoples and their voices in the struggle against systemic oppression and for human rights, as well as to push against the canceling and erasure of their history, their stories, their culture, and their present. We encourage you to visit native-land.ca to discover whose land you are residing on, as well as ways to support Indigenous folks. <laughs>